When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Vinge, and this is Erioki, and I'm here tonight with two of my dear friends. Yay! Katie Tratner. And Johnetta Rhodes, who is like slightly off mic, because we were we're working I'm on loud. a. I'm that's loud. okay. You're so good. I, I, you yeah. Probably hear me anyway. That's right. You're good. Um, we were gonna work on something that is a project we're all working on together in a little bit, but yeah. So, what have you guys been up to? I recently just finished the story for the amazing thing we're doing. And then I'm working on a haunted house story that I'm hoping to put out in October. And my nose is just like buried. Well, Mm. actually, I'm up to my neck in it. Yeah, I get that completely. (laughs) I get that. I love that. I, okay, so I started a new job. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm I'm liking it. It's been, uh, it's been nice to have a steady check. (laughs) Not just, you know. As a writer, I can confirm that is nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that has, that has been nice to kind of help, you know, move things along in the right mm-hmm. direction. But I did, I have actually started like four other projects. I am almost finished with the Family Grace series. Yes. So yes, exciting. I have, I have, I, and actually book four, I think, has been done before book three. So, That's all right. So I'm finishing up book three right now and I'm, I'm really digging it. It's kind of dark, but I'm really digging it. Dark is good. I like dark. Dark. Mm-hmm. dark is Reminds good. me of David Rose saying, That's very dark. I what was I I was thinking one of those lines today because my mom did something and in my head I could hear uh David saying don't be a little bee like (laughs) speaking of David Rose yeah like you know how my last name is Rhodes Mm -hmm. so one of my friend's kids she was convinced that that was my last name and I was like David you're literally David Rose that's so (laughs) funny oh my god because if you say it really fast that's kind of how it sounds but yeah Yep. I love it. That's wonderful. Yeah, it that is great. Like, there's mm-hmm. not really anybody better to be con- like your name to be confused for. <laughs> I love that family. I love that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So all right. So let's get into it. Um, a quick Google search of the words "haint blue" yields thousands of images of wraparound porches with a sea foam blue ceiling, houses with shutters of the same color, and a plethora of paint swatches guiding you to the best haint blue shade for your decorating style. So what exactly is haint blue? Well, for starters, it looks like the word haunt, except change out the letter U for an I. And the most at the most basic level, it's a particular shade of blue that has variations, but all of them share the same washed out robin's egg or sea foam color. Some even have a gray tint, but they all serve the same purpose. Painting the ceiling of your porch haint blue is said to keep the ghosts out. Mimicking the color of the sky, it, invo- it invites haints 
or ghosts, but we'll get into that later because they're not exactly ghosts. They're a little bit worse than that. Um, <laughs> out of your home, into the fresh air, and preferably far away from you and your loved ones. Blue ceiling porches are all too common in the Deep South, and some of these traditions are also common in Oklahoma, where this belief, uh, the Deep South is where it took hold um, in America because of slavery, basically. It was part of that Creole kind of, mm-hmm. the yeah. mixture of religions and stuff. So, yeah. So, have you guys ever heard of Haint Blue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Katie's actually one who suggested it. I have heard of it, but mm-hmm. I did not know that. Okay. Like, I mean, I knew about, like, mm-hmm. blue ceilings on the porches and things, but, like, I wasn't super in-depth. Right, like, stuff. yeah. Like, that's not, I mean, that's not my expertise. Mm-hmm. Katie, much more expertise than oh, that yeah. stuff. No, well, I lived in Charleston when I was little. We mm-hmm. lived there for, like, three and a half years. So, Charleston, South Carolina. That's oh, yeah. It's like the epicenter of yeah. the paint blue. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful, it's beautiful. So you it's saw lots of stuff probably. Gorgeous. Yeah. So like you go down down old Charleston and oh, like gosh. some of the um you know, big oh, plantations yeah. or like the older houses. Like mm-hmm. they have it's blue porches. That's so everywhere. wild. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Yeah. Did you know I've and bottle trees. Bottle like, trees, yeah. That's a that's a big thing here. Mm-hmm. The bottle trees. Bottle trees. Yes, I've yeah. seen tons of bottle trees. Mm-hmm. Tons. Yeah. Um That's right. Um, <laughs> it's kind of metal how they work, and we'll get to that. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it is kind of metal. It's kind I, of metal. I agree. Uh, but yeah, no, I was looking online though at houses in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and David's always like, "You want to move to a redder state?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, but have you seen how pretty it is? He goes, <laughs> he goes, "No, this house looks like we'd walk in it and get fucking haunted." So I'm gonna <laughs> right. say no. Yeah. <laughs> And I know, I know how traumatic that experience was for him when he thought he was haunted at the cemetery. Every, every so time, every time I like send him stuff, yeah. Oh, and I, like, I no. didn't tell you the follow up of that for like months after that until mm-hmm. that heaviness came off of his shoulder at work when people were there. They would say, "Don't you have another guy with you?" Creepy. They were like, "I swear, I seen one that looked just like you in the other room." I don't like and that. Was like, no, I just got fucking haunted thanks to my wife. Yeah. And I was just like, David, you can't tell people that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, one of the things that I was wondering whenever I first looked it up, where did this practice come from? And in short, the Gullah people. So during the slave trade years, many Africans from what is now Sierra Leone were captured and taken to America, specifically then or specifically to then Charlestown with an E at the end, and it's like spelled out Charles, um, South Carolina. According to P.E.H. Hare, a British historian, many different African cultures came together in the colonies of North America, which in turn helped to create the Gullah Creole culture that we now know. Um, The origin of the Gullah culture comes primarily from the low country area of the southeastern United States, such as Georgia and South Carolina. During this time, uh, malaria was a real concern in these areas, and many Africans who were brought here because of the slave trade, who were slaves, uh, they had some level of natural immunity to the malaria. And that's going to kind of come into play in the creation of this particular Creole culture. Um, The people, the slave owners who lived in the Carolina Low Country, feared malaria enough that during the rainy spring and the following sweltering summer months, they would leave their plantations and head for Charleston or other cities with less potential for malaria outbreaks. And because of this, a lot of the African slaves 
um, were less exposed to American whites and British culture than slaves in other states. And they also lived in uh, greater numbers in these areas because they were um, being used to work rice fields, which is what they had been doing in Africa, um, I guess. And they thought, oh, they'd be perfect for this, which is really fucked up and not true at all. But like, um, yeah, that, that's always nice. Yeah. Leave it to the whites. You know what? They look like they enjoy being in those rice fields. You're really let's good just, at this. Let's just <laughs> let's... take them captive and make them. <laughs> and not pay free them. Yeah. And, you know, treat them like shit. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Wonderful. That was a great idea. Sounds about white. <laughs> Sounds about white. <laughs> Sounds about white. So anyway, in, in the um, rice field stuff, they would work in greater groups and greater numbers than were used at like, I guess, a tobacco plantation or something okay. like that. So there were a great number of slaves and usually a either white or African um, like foreman, basically, that would mm-hmm. run the whole thing when the white people, the slavers, were away uh, avoiding malaria. In town being fancy. In town being fancy, exactly. So basically... Sounds about white. Sounds about white. <laughs> sounds about white. We are, yeah, oh, it God. does, for real. Sounds about white. No, but, but anyway, so that lack of exposure to white people it, combined with the greater number of African slaves kind of created this particular Gullah Creole culture, from what I understand. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, and the Gullah people in modern times have faced a lot of similar battles to the indigenous peoples of America and other countries that faced colonization. They've been forced to fight in court for lands that belong to their families since emancipation. Uh, but a lot has been done to preserve the culture, including translations of the New Testament into the Gullah language. Awesome. So, which is kind of cool. One of the things that I looked at was um, they have a lot of recordings of people speaking the language which has sparked a lot of interest for people that are descendant from this and people who are from outside ethnicities and stuff, um, which has kind of served to help keep it alive, basically. Keep it from becoming like Latin, a dead one. Yes, exactly, which makes me so sad because I loved Latin so much. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I always think about that book I had that was, uh, it was this little latin book that we used in school and all of the people in it were white and blonde and i always (laughs) i always um think about this one particular line that this little boy would say in it whenever he'd done something to like get himself in trouble he'd be like oh me miseram and it means oh poor me and i always (laughs) think of that whenever i get myself in trouble (laughs) yeah but anyway so um the spelling haint don't you mean haunt Um, All of that being said, it brings us to the word haint, which, as I said in the introduction, is very similar to haunt, which is basically the idea, according to Wikipedia. The word haint is an alternative spelling to haunt, which was historically used in African-American vernacular to refer to a ghost or, in the hoodoo belief, a witch-like creature seeking to chase victims to their death by exhaustion, which is so much scarier Mm -hmm. than a ghost to me. Yeah, no, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. Like, because you think about that and... um, you know, when, when you're exhausted, just from like a long day mm-hmm. and nothing's chasing you, like you're ready to give up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if after a very long day of work, I realized that something was going to like get me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have much of a shot of getting away from it. No. You know, so honestly, it's, I'm so exhausted in this stage of my life. That yeah. I'd be like, come take me. Dude. Come take me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's go. Take me, take me to the next world. And then they'd be like, not this one. She's too eager. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That worries us. 
<laughs> That's a concern. <laughs> they, their demon insurance can't handle it. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. They're like, no, this bitch gonna try to rule hell. We this can't. is a liability. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Gullah language is also known as Sea Island Creole English. And I may be saying this wrong, but Geechee. Have you heard that before, Katie? Mm-mm. No. Okay. That um, that's another word for the language. Uh, to give a very basic description of the language, imagine how the sounds of African languages and English might mix and be used together in different situations, which is kind of Creole mm-hmm. in general, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get a deeper definition of what a haint is, according to haints.org, which is a real website, haints.org, and it's it's the website is called Tales of Southern Haints. Haints.org, <laughs> which I found very, very amusing. I don't That's know why. Charming. Like it, is it. Charming. it is charming. Yeah. Charming. Yeah. And they had a lot of lot of information. So according to them, a quote haint is a type of ghost or evil spirit that originated in the beliefs and customs of the Gullah Geechee people. Descendants of African slaves who lived predominantly in the Low Country and on the Barrier Islands off the coast of the Carolinas, Georgia, and North Florida. Um So the website goes on to give you the Wikipedia definition that I did, as well as from another online dictionary. But the tradition seems to be more complex than just that, according to Haints.org. Gardening expert Felder Rushing, who wrote a book about the history of bottle trees, says the word haint is actually derived from early European roots, the verb hanter, meaning to stalk or inhabit. He dates that word to about 1330 and says the African-American word haint used as a noun was first recorded in 1843. But the website does note that that has not been officially verified. Um, Other sources claim the word actually originated from the Welsh word haint, meaning infection, plague, or pestilence. And I find it kind of interesting that both of those make sense Mm -hmm. in a way, like the pestilence and also stalk or inhabit because like of what it is, which we'll get to here in just a second. But um, yeah, this this seems important to me to distinguish it from a basic haunting or ghost. Um, it brought to mind when I was researching it, the idea of like succubi or incubi. Exactly. Yeah. And being hag ridden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, I was gonna say like, like a hag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because as I was doing this, um, the next thing that came up is the boo hag, which is what this, this, practice was really meant to keep away was haints and boo hags. Okay, let's get into yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah. Um so this sounds like so much more creepy to me than a ghost. According to the Wikipedia page on boo hags, which there is one. Um shocker, there's a page on everything. There is. Man, I can remember the days in college when if you had cited a Wikipedia page oh God. Oh God, they yes. God help you. You were crucified. You and were crucified. And now they and encourage it. In high school and mm-hmm. in college, they're like, oh yeah, because a lot of times, now, Wikipedia is still like, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, iffy, yeah. But a lot of times, I mean, it does have to have sources. And it can and lead you to those it, sources. Yeah, and exactly. And plenty of sources are incorrect mm-hmm. um, or not verified, which means it yes. doesn't have a source. Right. But, like, it will show you the sources, and you can decide if that source is correct or not. And back in the day, they were like, absolutely not. Absolutely mm-hmm. the fuck not. Wikipedia, and I'm, I just find that funny, so. I will never forget when I went back to college, and I, okay, so, like, I took a big break from college for, like, four or five years, probably, and then I went back, and the whole Wikipedia culture had changed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had this philosophy professor who was citing Wikipedia to us. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, this does not feel legit. Like, this feels very suspicious, <laughs> you know? 
But anyway, so Wikipedia page on boo hags. So according to the legend, boo hags are similar to vampires. Unlike vampires, they gain sustenance from a person's breath as opposed to their blood by riding their victims. You better start eating a lot of garlic. Maybe that's Oh, for real. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no kidding. That that to me, like the idea, it reminded me of the old, uh, isn't there an old wives tale about that cats want to suck a baby's breath mm-hmm. or yeah, something like they, that? Like, sit on their chest. Yes. And it's actually because their breath is warm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That kind of reminded me of that. And also just like creepy as hell to think that there could be a vampire like creature that's just like sitting on you, feeding on your breath as you sleep. Man, I've seen a few horror movies that kind of have that really vibe, like some B horror film, mm-hmm. which I actually like sometimes better than I like same like the bigger box oh, same. horror yeah. because sometimes they're just done so well mm-hmm. that you're like, God damn, that was actually scary. Yeah. And not just gory. Yeah, mm-hmm. not just gore and not just, you know, weird like somebody getting raped scenes or yeah. something, like mm-hmm. something to like upset you. Yeah. Like it's literally like unsettling i was telling i was telling jonathan about this the other day so um we were discussing mental illnesses and stuff like that and way back in the day i don't know eight years ago maybe it could have been longer there was this movie that came out i was telling her about this and basically the gist of it was that the mom was haunted by this girl that she knew when she was in the psych ward and that girl had killed herself or something and like The mom was bipolar, and at the end of the movie, the only way that anyone could have peace was for the mom to kill herself, so that, like... That's a real bad message. Yeah, so that, like, her bipolar self wouldn't be out there summoning demons or something like that. I don't know exactly what was happening. However, I was highly affected by that movie. Like, I was not... I'm not laughing at you. I know, but, like, (laughs) I was not very happy when I left the theater on that Mm -hmm. movie. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, you're telling bipolar people that they're going to get haunted and that the only way that they can get unhaunted or, like, get uh, get well is to kill themselves. Like, this is just... This feels wildly irresponsible to me. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Not not a good yeah message. Not a good message. Not a no. good message they were sending not, at the end of that. that. Not that horror movies are known. For right, exactly. Messages, which is like, but like also it's like don't have sex or you'll die. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, you know. So they're not really known for that. Yeah, so but it's yeah, just like okay, you could. Well, also I think it's lazy. It is yes. lazy. It's so lazy. lazy. Mm-hmm. Like from a writer's standpoint, like I think we were talking about that the other day about like certain things that are so like just lazy from yes. a writing standpoint. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like I see that you put a monochrome of thought into that and expected <laughs> that I should be wowed. Right. And I fucking wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. That's yeah. 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 No, I know exactly what you mean, and I know exactly what kind of books you're talking about because we talked about that too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it, I, I mean, I was very bothered by that. But anyway, um, so more on these boo hags. This is like something really creepy about them. They have no skin. Oh, God. And so is it like muscle? What do they look like? They're red. Oh, God. So it is muscle. Nasty, yeah. sticky, gross. No, 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 no. Yes. It no. makes me think of like Clive Barker. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, it does. Imagine. God, he's gonna give me skinless people. Gross! <laughs> <laughs> like, like okay, I can handle a lot. Like, I can do bones, mm. but something about muscle, which it's is really creepy. weird to say because I'm not a fucking vegan and mm. I like eating the flesh of cows. Sorry about you if you don't. Mm. But, like, I'm just like, no, I don't want to no. see a person's <laughs> meat. That's like. I'm different. okay with the muscle. What 
grosses me out is the fat. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. girl, I have a story about the fat. Okay. If y'all want to hear it. Always. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't have to ask. I, I'm going to have to tell David to skip this episode so okay. he can eat lasagna still. So his mom, oh, she, she had a, she had a gastric or not a gastric. She had a tummy tuck and she had the pictures of what like they cut out of her. Yeah. And it literally looked like lasagna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, why does your mom have this weird mutilated lasagna? <laughs> Did you say it was on the wall? Girl, she kept it in the fucking office. Like, she had this picture of her tummy tuck fat removal, like meat and fat removal on the fucking wall. It was disturbing. I don't know. Actually, I get that. I get that 100%. If I Uh, was... Yeah, I I can kind of, yeah. Tummy tucks are incredibly painful to heal from. And so imagine having a tummy tuck and then letting yourself... Like, yeah. go back to what your weight yeah. were before. So yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe you're but like, maybe, like, keep it in your wallet or something. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe don't. Maybe don't put it where your kids are going to be traumatized. Yeah. I don't know. Like, out of sight, out of mind. So yeah. you put it where you can see That's it every true. day. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess just be true. glad it wasn't on the fridge. Girl, oh. I mean, and she liked weird fucked up six things. Like, yeah. I mean, she liked pimple popping and stuff like that. Which, yeah. whatever, I know that that's a big thing for people. There's a whole TikTok about it. it. There, there are certain things because I'll watch it and I, like, can visualize the smell. Yeah. I that sounds weird. And then I I'm get like, it. wretch. You and remember the like, day? <laughs> I, I don't know what day it was, but I you got in the car. Or I had to go back in your house. And you were like, man, I popped this pimple. And I was like, why did you do it without me? Yeah, I was like, I was like yeah, yeah. you know, see how big this black head yes. is? It was tiny on my chin. And I got it out. And I was like, I had to, like, unroot this thing. It was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And you were like, damn it, I wish I could have been here to watch it. Yes. Like, Dude, I tried to save it, but it fell Because I'm one of those here. people. I'm yeah, one of those blackhead pimple popper people. I know. I love that stuff. It's so satisfying. And I get so angry. I get satisfied when I pull them out of my yeah. own body. Yeah. But I don't, like, want to watch. I get angry whenever the video is like it's clickbait. So like they tell you that it's going to pop, but it doesn't pop. And that pisses me off. That seems misleading. It is misleading. Yeah, and I feel like I need to file a complaint with the FCC. Yeah. Like, yeah. This yeah. Is, this is, uh, misleading TikTok content. This is bullshit. Exactly. Like, this is I only want bullshit. pimples that pop and blackheads that come out. Like, oh that's, that's how it's got to be. Um, oh but anyway, okay. So like this, okay, we're going to start with this again. They have no skin and thus are red. In order to be less conspicuous, they steal their victim's skin and use it for as long as it holds out. Wearing it as one might wear clothing, they remove and hide this skin before going riding. Riding what? Going riding, like hag riding. Oh! Yeah. Like, okay, so they like steal skins and then go and ride hags. No, they're the hags. You're being ridden by the hag. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I was drinking too much. That's okay. Wait a sec. So they have like a closet where they're like, hmm, should I wear Karen or Sharon? Exactly. I don't know. And to me. Maybe I'll dance in both, one leg in each. Yeah, right. (laughs) And to me, something that I really uh, think is disturbing about that is like they wear it as long as it holds out. So to me, that means that when they put it on, it doesn't look quite right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like like the outsider. Or like men in black. The outsider, yes. Did you watch that? I don't think so. You gotta read it. You gotta read it. You gotta watch it. Yes. Oh my god, it's amazing. Yes. It's about the guy. I think it's spoilers. It's set in Tulsa, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, 
it's, sort of. It's the fictional Oklahoma. Okay, fictional Oklahoma. Um, basically, so in I watched the series last year, like over Christmas, I think, because I was watching. Oh, okay, it's a series. Well, it's a book by Stephen King, yes. and then they made it to a, a mini series on, on HBO. HBO. Yeah. So and Jason that guy all of his coins. And, yes. And Jason Bateman is in it. He's he plays so good. Terry So Terry Maitland. Terry Maitland. Yeah, yeah, he's so good in it. Okay. And there is a twist in like the second or third episode that you're like, wait a minute. Yes. You're like, what, what just fuck? happened? Yeah, okay. This does not make sense with my story structure brain. How can you do this? I'm and gonna it, watch it. I'm gonna yes. know I saw it coming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll one watch of, it and I'll tell you if I see it coming. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me about it. Don't but one me. of Stephen King's best characters that he has ever written, one of his best oh my characters, God, yes. I know who you're gonna is say. Holly. Holly, okay. give me Holly in this, in, in this okay. book. Holly and she's in the um, End of Watch books too. Mm-hmm. So this is the fourth book she's in. But oh, Holly okay. as a character is the she's best amazing. character he's right. ever written. Yes. I'm yeah. shocked. Because in the TV I show, don't like the way that he writes women. So in like, the TV I am show. Kind of she mm-hmm. is, she's autistic mm-hmm. and she has a love interest in the TV show. She falls in love, well, and it's, which I loved yeah. because you don't see that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like autistic people aren't, you know, people. people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that about it because it was yeah. like, it was very much like a real fleshed out character who had autism mm-hmm. right you know it right. was i just love it that wasn't about like it. here i'm gonna be lazy about my characteristics and just be like let me rely on stereotypes exactly accurate yeah from mm-hmm. the internet exactly yes so um <clears throat> yes like the outsider like the outsider the skin which actually like well and my first thought i'm thinking men in black when the guy is the cockroach and mm-hmm. he's like wearing yeah. the skin and like moving kind of like that yeah and i'm like because that let me just show my age there and no 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 <laughs> because that fucked me up too i was like oh god same oh, god same. i could not whenever same. i seen that i was like oh god i don't want to that's look gross at yeah ever again like yeah. i think it ruined me i'm not gonna be able to look at people <laughs> yeah i was like oh god oh god okay so when a hag determines a victim is suitable for writing the hag generally gains access to the home through a small crack, crevice, or hole. The hag then positions itself over the sleeping victim, sucking in their breath. This act renders the victim helpless and induces a deep, dream-filled sleep. The hag tends to leave the victim alive, so as to use them again for their energy. However, if the victim struggles, the hag may take their skin, leaving the victim to suffer. After taking the victim's energy, the hag flies off as they must be in their skin by dawn or be forever trapped without skin. Then, when the victim awakens, they may feel short of breath, but generally the victim only feels tired. An expression sometimes used in South Carolina is, don't let the hag ride you. This expression may come from the Boo Hag legend. Lovely. Yeah, so... Lovely. Every morning I'm waking up... Tired. Because some hags out there fucking around all night long. <laughs> Sucking your breath. With my damn body. And yeah. I'm pissed that I wasn't there for the ride. Also, like, <laughs> something supremely creepy to me about this is that they can get in through any crack or crevice. Yeah, I'm like, like I'm boned. That's yeah. great. It's Oklahoma. Like, our house is shipped, so exactly. Lots of cracks in this mm-hmm. house. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so what the hell does this have to do with ceilings? Um, so going back to the whole topic of this podcast, which is haint blue, um, it has to do with keeping these haints from entering your house. 
about to get some blue ass paint. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is about to become a, an ad for Sherwin Williams. That's right, girl. That's right. You better get him on the phone. Time yeah. to monetize. Exactly. Um, it was thought that a haint would follow the blue on the ceiling of the porch, drawing it out of the house, preventing it from becoming a pest to you or worse. According to Wikipedia, the, tr- the tactic was intended either to mimic the appearance of the sky, tricking the ghost into passing through, or to mimic the appearance of water, which ghosts traditionally could not cross. Um, so something about this that I found interesting uh, was um, that this harkens back to the similarities with the vampire because by tradition vampires cannot cross running water either mm-hmm. i think a lot of things can't and it has to do with purity okay the pureness of water okay and the idea of like i think that also go like even if things are not um even if things don't lie in like christian lore mm-hmm. water always goes back to purity water and salt yeah mm-hmm. it's always about mm-hmm. what purifies salt and, and salt, burn water, the earth. salt water particularly because it's got both it's got yeah. both it's extra pure so um basically the idea for the gullo was to paint not only the porch but also the doors window frames and shutters um blue glass bottles were also hung in trees to trap haints and boo hags um and uh, as the Gullah culture mingled with white Southern culture, the custom became more widely practiced. The use of paint blue has lost some of its superstitious significance, but modern proponents also cite the color as a spider and wasp deterrent. However, the color has not actually been scientifically shown to stave off bugs. Um, the associated repellent effect may stem from the use of milk paint containing lye, which does act as an insect repellent, and I'm imagining that it probably is not good for humans either. <laughs> probably not. Like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you're right. Yeah. So, um, blue ceilings, window panes, and shutters are not the only way to keep the haints and boo hags away. Remember when I mentioned the blue bottles in the trees? That's still something people do today. Uh, they're called bottle trees, and you've probably seen one even if you don't realize that you have. My aunt has one, and it's basically like this metal tree-looking structure mm-hmm. with, like, the spikes pointed instead of, like, you know how you draw a Christmas tree and everything points down? Mm-hmm. Basically, on the structure of the bottle tree, everything points up. Mm-hmm. And then you place the bottles facing downward mm-hmm. on the bottle tree. And blue is the preferred color because of paint blue. And the idea is that, um, you know how it said, like, if they don't get, like, back to where they're supposed to be by daylight, that they will be trapped Mm -hmm. without skin forever and that's like the worst thing that can happen to them or what whatever um basically the idea is if they go into the bottles they'll get trapped until daylight and then they'll be sentenced to that or be completely destroyed in some other legends so basically you don't have to clean out the bottle tree yeah it cleans itself yeah so self-cleaning they're self-cleaning there's no cleaning Demon busted yeah. kind of bullshit. <laughs> exactly. That's my yeah. Winchester ways, and I'm cool with it. Exactly. Yeah, I am totally cool with that. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I've got for you guys this week on the topic of Hank Blue, Boo Hags, and Hanks themselves. Took us a took us down a few detours, but we Yeah, made it. that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. No, those detours are what make it good. But yeah, so Look out for those things. Yeah. I'll be watching out and be like, well, we know that a hag don't live in this house and there's right. a whole bunch of bottles in the tree outside. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you both for being here. You guys, oh. uh, you want to plug your stuff one more time or? No, I'm good right now because okay. I don't have anything really coming okay. out until the deal that we're all doing together. Mm-hmm. That's uh, really my next project. Mostly I'm trying to 
get everything written. I'm kind of on hiatus. Yeah. Wow, that feels weird. I'm kind of on hiatus. And I am actually still working on my how-to writing guide. That mm-hmm. is going to be one of my more, like, my first projects yeah. that I want to really get finished and start plugging. And then I'm just going to start flipping them out. I'm so ready. Me too. I'm turn so excited. Burn, turn and burn. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It will. What about you, Katie? Um, just the the creepy thing that we're doing for October. Yes, we've got some yes. coming out in October, and I will post all about that in the Eriokis group. Um, so if you haven't joined that, join the Facebook group. It's Eriokis, and follow Facebook, Instagram. It's both at Eriyoki. Um, So, and I also have an announcement with a slight addendum. So, um, I have big plans for the podcast. It's not over. I'm continuing it, but there are going to be some major changes coming in the next year. Um, so far, Irioki has released over 70 episodes. Amazing. I cannot believe. That is kind of... What? Yes. There are, there are 70, this will be 79, I think. So Mm -hmm. that's like kind of crazy. And I'm so grateful to every person that's been along for this portion of the ride. Um, That being said, so things are going to change and I think it's going to be great for me and great for the listeners. And I've bounced this idea off of Katie and Johnetta and Marissa, who are like my core people. Oh, we're the smut hoes. That's right. Yeah. And you guys all thought it was a great idea. So, Mm -hmm. so anyway, that being said, this is the last episode of Irioki for 2021. Um, I'll share more details about this as time gets closer. Um, but I think it's going to be a better system for me. And I think it's going to be better for listeners because it will be higher quality content, stuff like that. Um, and this, okay. So this will be the last Irioki episode, but I may have something special for you guys around Halloween. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And that will be the official last thing. Um, so yeah, that being said, stay safe over the winter. Um, I'll be in touch in the Facebook group and I'm always available to message on either Instagram or Facebook. I've got some Instagram messages messages that I haven't gotten to yet, but shout out to Jason and Carmen. I promise I haven't forgotten you guys. Things have been crazy lately. Um, you guys got anything else? No, just right. that I'm excited for the big changes. I am so excited. And I'm so be, excited. Be sure to look out for the smut hose because we will always make special appearances for yes, our favorite podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. All right. Y'all stay spooky until next time. <laughs>